Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. And I want you to understand that we're living in the beginning of Bible prophecy, shouting, pay attention to what's going on. So as we make our declaration this morning, let's make it from our heart and realize we must prepare the world for the coming of the Messiah. Read this with me out loud, would you? Let's start. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It never changes. And I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I boldly declare that I will be what it says I should be. I will have what it says I should have. I will say what it says I should say and I will live the way it says I should live. This is the day the Lord has made. Today I receive the miracle power of God through healing, finances, deliverance, family, and forgiveness. I will stand and pray for a biblical nation. I will stand and pray for the nation of Israel. I will stand and pray for all nations. I declare that we are one nation under God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap offering of praise. You may be seated. I want to, let me, let me just take, this is from, this is from uh, members of the government in Israel. Let me just take a moment to read this to myself. I want to apologize first off for everybody that we were going to talk about the enemy's battle for our children today, and it's a, it's a tremendously uplifting message, and uh, I will do that next week and why the enemy is targeting our children and why we need to stand to make America godly again. But as you know, there's something prophetic, something horrible that has happened, Israel is at war. Uh, as we speak, um, and it's more than what we see on the media, uh, they are saying 600 uh, Jewish people have been murdered, uh, over uh, 2,200 are seriously injured. Uh, they don't know yet how many um, uh, Israelis, men, women, children uh, are have been taken as hostages into Gaza. Uh, I just wa- saw a video of, and we're not going to show some most of these. Just saw a video of a little seven-year-old uh, blonde-haired Jewish boy being beaten up and uh, by uh, uh, children in Hamas, and and as he's crying out for his mother. Um, this is beyond uh, anything that we can imagine. It's beyond, I've been in contact with Israel over and over again for the last few days. It's beyond, it's beyond anything we're seeing uh, on the media because they can't show. It's too horrific what's going on over there. But I thought we would talk about not only what's going on, but where this has come from 
and what is what is the the future um, of Israel? What's the future of the world? What's the future of the United States of America? Uh, I like what Scotty told me in the back that somebody said we need to make Genesis 12 our foreign policy. I will bless those who bless Israel, and I will curse those who curse Israel. And we need to understand that. The first thing I want to do is bring up a map to show you uh, Israel and the Middle East and to explain what's going on. Um, as you look around here, you see Lebanon, you see Syria, you see the Golan Heights, you see Jordan, you see Egypt, you see Israel. This is where uh, most of the problem is coming in. It's called the Gaza Strip. Uh, now, um, uh, uh, that, that's Hamas, that's the terrorist group Hamas that is sponsored and paid for by Iran, and I'll, I'll show you this in a moment. But now there are some rockets coming in from Lebanon. Lebanon has over 100,000 long-range rockets in storage that come from Iran, absolute fact, come from Iran into Syria. They... they uh, truck them into Lebanon. And so Israel is surrounded by enemies that do not want peace. They want Israel destroyed. You got to understand that. A lot of people talk about in Israel land for peace. We'll just give up land. And I'm going to show you here in a moment. Israel has given up land, given up land, given up land, given up land. And there has never, ever for 75 years been any peace in the land of Israel. Because these fanatics have said publicly, we do not want peace. We want Israel destroyed where there are no Jews in that land. Now, just to make it clear, and it's in, it's in my latest book, uh, seven living Bible prophecies. Let me just show you this land. This land, you see Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Israel, Egypt. This land, what they say is this land, Israel is occupiers, this land, the land of Israel, which used to be called Palestine, this land is Arab land. Well, let me back up. Where did the name Palestine come from? There has never been a land of Palestine. There has never been a Palestinian people. There has never been a Palestinian government. This has always been Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, Judea and Samaria. Where the name Palestine came from was there were no people called the Palestinians, but there was an enemy of Israel before the time of Jesus and because Israel would not bow down. The Roman Empire ruled Israel, but they could never get the Israelites to bow down to the Roman gods. And it so infuriated the Roman emperor that he said, I never want to hear the name of Israel again. From now on, throughout the world, it will not be called Eretz Israel, the land of Israel. It will be called Palestine. Now, understand, there were no Palestinian people. There was no Palestinian government. This was given by the Roman Empire, the same ones that killed Jesus, 
This was given them because he could not get Israel, the Jewish people, to bow their knee to false gods. This is where the name Palestine came from. The other thing we need to know is that this land was for 400 years, 400 years before the end of World War I, for 400 years, all of this land from North Africa all through here, through Europe, was the Ottoman Empire. Now, the Ottomans, the, 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 which is modern-day Turkey now, the Ottoman Empire, there was no Egypt, there was no Israel, there was no Jordan, there was no Syria, there was no Lebanon. It was the Ottoman Empire. There were no states. There were no countries. It was the Ottoman Empire. Another interesting fact, and you know this because you read my book. The Ottomans, although Muslim, for the most part, are not Arabs. So to say this has always been Arab land is absolutely fictional. After, you know, a great way to see this is watch the movie Lawrence of Arabia. All this area was run by tribes of warlords. The Ottomans were partners with Hitler, with Nazi, with, with Germany. World War I, the Allies came in and got all these Arab tribe warlords to come together to defeat the Ottoman Empire. When they defeated the Ottoman Empire at the end of World War I, they came up with what's called the Balfour uh, um, Declaration and the San Remus Conference. And long story short, they said, Israel, the Jews deserve their own homeland. And so they divided this area and they gave Lebanon to Lebanon. They gave Syria to Syria. They gave Jordan. It was called then Transjordan. And they gave Egypt and they gave Israel. Since that dividing into these countries... The only country that has had to shrink its borders over and over and over again is Israel. Why did the United States, why did the Allied forces, why did the United Nations, why have they kept shrinking Israel? Because of the pressure of these other countries. Why did these other countries have so much pressure? I can give it to you in three letters. O-I-L, oil. The oil was run. Israel has no oil. Israel has no natural resources. And so they kept shrinking the land to appease the oil-rich Arab nations. Jordan never shrunk. Syria never shrunk. Uh, um, Lebanon never shrunk, Egypt never shrunk. The only one that kept shrinking and they're trying to make it shrink again is the land of Israel. But understand, no matter how much they shrink the land of Israel, land for peace, when you hear that, land for peace, that is bogus. They don't want peace. 
A couple years ago, President Trump asked me to come to the White House, and I met with Jason Greenblatt. Myself, Tiz was with me, and about five or six other pastors. And they said, what do you think? We're going to write up a new Mideast peace plan. What do you think? And I said, you know, everybody gave the biblical reasons, which we agree 100% with. But I said, we don't need another peace plan. What we need is to make a stand. And Jason said, Pastor, what stand do we make? And I said, between Lebanon and Syria is the Golan Heights. I said, we need to make a statement that Israel has sovereign rights over the Golan Heights. There's no dispute. We know it says it in the Bible. It says what the land would be in the Balfour Declaration, in the San Remus. We said, and so Israel got the, 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 the right. President Trump two days later said, we declare, we acknowledge that Israel's right, sovereign rights over the Golan Heights because it's a security thing. Can you imagine what would be happening right now if that hadn't happened two years ago? And so when you hear land for peace, land for peace, land for peace, what you need to understand is, is they don't want land for peace. I said it this way at the White House. Picture the Dallas Cowboy football stadium. That's the Mideast. That's Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Egypt. That's the Mideast. In the, in the corner of the Dallas Cowboy football stadium is a matchbook. That's Israel. The whole rest of the Cowboy Stadium is the Mideast, is the Arab countries. The matchbook is Israel. And they're saying, just give us half of that matchbook, and then we'll have peace. Folks, that will not happen. They have made it, the, the, the Palestinian Authority has made it very clear, we do not want peace with Israel. We want them annihilated. So it doesn't matter what people in the White House or in the government says, we know what they're saying. So when we look at this, we look at the Gaza Strip. This is where the terrorist organization Hamas is. They're the ones that just came into Israel the last two days. They came in and are butchering. The, the, the public count now is 600 Israelis dead, but we know it's more than that because they haven't got in. There are still, there are still Hamas terrorists in, in certain villages or certain parts of the town that have uh, Israelis hostage, and so we don't know who's dead in there, who's not dead in there. 2,200 severely injured, they came in and went door to door, went to a, a music concert and just began to machine gun people down, not military, civilians, machine gun people down. They went door to door grabbing men, women, and children, elderly out in the streets, just killing them indiscriminately, murdering them and butchering them. Where did this small part of the world get the finances they got it from the nation of iran i want you to watch this fox video that we played everybody's saying I, I, if i had time Tez, senator ted cruz our great great senator from texas said it really well this morning but we didn't have time to download it watch this video from fox and i want to explain it in a minute and as a hostage um, there are pictures that w w we have, and you can find them. 
that uh, uh, we can't show. It's so gr gruesome and so animalistic. And can you show the the the, the pictures of uh, who who who's going to take this grandma into captivity? Who does that? Who does that to women? Who do, who does that to children? Who does that? N nobody that that I want in our government that would support that kind of stuff. Show the, can you show the pictures of, the, of, of like the collage of pictures of the people? Look, look at these people. These people are all in, in captivity. And, and you know, they're not soldiers. They're not government officials. They're people who are walking the streets there were people who were with their families. There were people just, these are just some of the women. It's just hundreds of these people, and they have taken them in, and, and I, I go, go and take it off. Uh, and, and, and we need to know, they have not taken them in, and they're being treated kind. They are being, as T Ted Cruz said today, they are women and children being brutally raped. And we have a government in, in, in the White House that is supporting a nation that is supporting that. Folks, we need to repent in our nation and have God come and bless us as we bless Israel. Say, Pastor, we ought not see this kind of stuff in church. Folks, this is, this is fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Now, the... the the good news out of this is um, when we were in Israel, the last time we were in Israel, we went to a secret military base right down on the Gaza border. And do we have pictures of that? Did, I, did we get pictures? Yes or no? Yes? Can you, can you show us um, us at the military base? Uh, that. This is this is like this is like equivalent to the uh, Rangers or the Green Beret of Israel. These are the people. The reason why Scotty and I are standing like that is so because you can't see. Uh, you're not allowed to see their faces. These are the guys that go into these countries to rescue our people. These are the very guys right now. And a couple didn't make it that were the first to respond to go in and when the when the terrorists came in started killing is, is israelis when we were there you know we're doing so much with karen hazot and the organization and we we work with um we work with Moganda vita dome and i don't know if you saw on the news, all the yellow ambulances there, those are the, those are Maganda Vida Dome mobile ICU units. And we've bought, how many have we bought for 12, 12, 10 or 12? And you saw them there. One, uh, ours, some of, um, all of ours were there because they had to bring them in from all over the country to try to save these people's lives. They're literally m mobile ICU units. 
And as they were there, Hamas targeted, as the ambulance were leaving with people, targeted some of the ambulance with their drones, and their drones, we know, came from Iran and blew up one of those ambulances. But they're there to save. When we were there on this military base, I said, I asked him, you know, the Bible says, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're gonna, where you're going to sleep, but look for the, what God wants you to do. Look for a chance to do good. And I was so moved by these young men who risked their lives, and I can't tell you all that they told us, but I was so moved by these young men. And so I asked the commander, I said, what does this unit need? And he said, we need, because of what we do, we need special ambulances. And I said, I'll buy it. We'll buy it. And so we're supposed to, um, uh, we're going to raise funds for that towards the end of the year, but we have to do that now. We have to get it to them now. And, and at the same time, we went from there right to the Gaza border, where, right in the, in the neighborhoods, right where these terrorists have murdered all these people. And we met all these children, and we met all these mothers, and we met all these grandmothers down there. And, and we said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to partner with you in, in programs to help the children get through the terrorism that they've gone through and everything. These very people that we're with have now, we don't know who's alive, we don't know who's not alive. I got a, a, a voicemail from Sam Grunberg, and he said, Pastor, thank you, thank you so much for, for your thoughts and your prayers and everything. He said, one of my best friends, the mayor of one of these towns there, has just been murdered. They drug him out and murdered him on the streets folks this is not the act of somebody who wants freedom for their people this is an act of people who are animals they are butchers i don't care what you know war is war but you do not go in and murder and rape women and children and the elderly that is not an act of war that is nothing but an act of terrorism Some of the uh, uh, texts I got from, from folks over there is saying, you don't know how many lives you, you, your people have saved. Because while we were down there in this area, we had just, we had just uh, uh, they had just sent like 200 rockets in to Israel. We, uh, Tiz and I and, and Scott and Lydia and our, our family, we landed right before that happened. Our group was coming in for a tour right after that. They got stuck in Turkey because of the bombs, 200 missiles coming in. And so we went, when it was done, we went down to, we went down to the border to meet these kids where we, where we help take care of these kids who, who, who are victims of acts of terrorism. And we said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to partner. What, what do we need down here? Well, we need new bomb shelters because the rockets that they're sending in are much more powerful than they were a couple of years ago because Iran has given them the rockets that can blow up these bomb shelters. And so we, you and I uh, uh, ponied up and bought a whole bunch of new bomb shelters and brought them in. And we heard that so many of people were able to survive because of those bomb shelters. They were trying to blow them up and get them out of those bomb shelters, and families were able to survive. Listen to me. There is a line that's being drawn. It's a line of doing right, and it's a line of doing wrong. The line of doing nothing should never even exist. We have to rise up and speak up and make a stand against what these people are doing.
Let me read a text that I sent out to folks in Israel and some folks over here. And then I'm going to, we're early, I'm going to open up for maybe a couple questions. But Tiz and, and Scott, if, if there's something that I'm forgetting. Folks, you know, in Ezekiel 37, 38, it says, and I'm not saying thus saith the Lord on this, but it talks about the end times when the armies of the world will come down against Israel. And God says, I'll put a hook in the jaw of Gog and Magog. You always got to wonder, what would that hook be? It can't be oil because Israel has no oil. But what if we as a world stood up against Iran and the oil-producing countries that are trying to destroy America and trying to destroy Israel? Now, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord in this, but when this happened, I, this came to my mind. You know, right now, Russia has brutally attacked Ukraine, a war that they thought they would win in three days. And how long has it been now? Putin needs a victory. Could it be? And Putin has always sided with Syria. Could it be that Putin needs a victory? And as Israel goes to war, could it be that Russia and China, who all depend on the same pipeline, will come and stand against Israel? I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I'm saying God is saying, look how close we are to that happening. So here's the text I put out. This is Pastor Larry Huck, and I'm asking everyone not only to pray, but to speak up loud and clear in support of our brothers and sisters in Israel. That Israel not only has the right, but the obligation to once and for all put an end to the butchers called Hamas. It must stop now. Help us support Israel through Karen Hazot. Our ministry is committed to more bomb shelters on the Gaza border, but also we have pledged to purchase an ambulance for a special branch of the military in that border area to help us contact Larry Huck Ministries. Israel, we love you. Israel, we pray for you. In Israel, we stand with you. And I am beyond sad to say yet again, never again. Never again is what we said about the Holocaust. And God forbid us if we don't stand up and let our government and every government, our country and every country say, listen, I don't care who the people are. You cannot treat human beings this way as butchers. But go back to what we need to have our foreign policy. The avos of all blessings. I will bless those who bless Israel, and I will curse those who curse Israel. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be on God's side. I'm going to be on Israel's side, and I want to be on the blessing side. This took place on during Feast of Tabernacles, Simchat Torah took place on Shabbat. It took place on the anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. It took place on the anniversary 
in which they assassinated the Egyptian president Anwar Sadat because he was making peace with Israel. Every time we're, and, and so, and it's not a coincidence because Iran does not want the Abraham Accord to go forward. Saudi Arabia and Israel were that close. We were moments away to signing the agreement of peace between Saudi Arabia and Israel, as all these other Arab nations have done. And Iran, partnered with the Biden administration, has thrown a monkey wrench in that. We need to say, God, let Saudi Arabia do what they knew was right to do. Let all the Arab, because the Arabs are not our enemy. I have, many, I have many Arab and Muslim friends in Israel, and they want to live in peace. It's the fanatics that want war. But I declare, I read in the book, and God said he will bless those who pray for the peace of Israel. Amen. Let me read you one scripture, and then if we, if we want, should I open up for questions? or Zechariah 12.1, listen to this prophetic word. The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens and lays the foundation of the earth and the forms of the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding people, the non-Israelis, a cup of drunkenness. Who, who dances in McKinney, Texas, at the murder of women and children. Who does that? I don't know about you. Listen, I don't, I don't care where you go and worship, but if you, if you dance to the murder and rape of women and children, I don't want you as my neighbor. Now, I know a lot of peaceful Muslims. I know a lot of peaceful Arabs, and they're good people. We're not talking about a, a, a race. We're talking about, we're talking about a select few. And that's what this is talking about. Behold, I make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding people when they lay siege against, Ju Ju against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for those people. All who would heave it away will surely be cut into pieces through all the nations of the earth are gathered against it. And in that day, says the Lord, I will strike every horse with every horse with confusion and its rider with madness. In other words, the military. I will open my eyes on the house of Judah, and I will strike every horse of the peoples with blindness that come against Judah. And by the way, it's not the it's not the West Bank; it's Judea and Samaria. We need to quit letting people call it the West Bank and call it what God calls it: Judea and Samaria. And the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, the inhabitants of Jerusalem are my strength in the Lord of hosts, says the Lord. And in that day, I will make the governors of Judah like a fire pan in a wood pile. And like a fiery torch in the sheaves, they shall devour all the surrounding people on the right hand and on the left. But Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, Jerusalem. This is a prophetic warning against people who are coming against Jerusalem. Listen, like I said, I, I, I'm supposed to be in Jerusalem again in speaking to governments from around the world on behalf of Israel, the biblical reason why Israel has the right to exist. 
I'll be with Prime Minister Netanyahu. I have many, many, this will be my 41st trip to Israel. I have many Jewish friends. I have many Palestinian friends. I have many, many uh, secular Jews, religious Jews, secular Palestinians, religious Palestinians, and they're good people. But we have a handful that are stirring up trouble. We have a handful that believe they want to bring about Armageddon. Well, watch, watch out what you pray for. Because when I read what happens in Armageddon, those who are coming against Israel will be annihilated. And those who stand with Israel will be blessed. When this was happening yesterday, and I, my phone was blowing up with people, pastors, so many great pastors calling and saying, Pastor Larry, what, what, what are you thinking? What should we do? What should we stay? And I said, stand up and say boldly, we will not allow this to happen. Never again. And I thank God that pastors are asking that. But when this is happening, I said, watch Biden. He'll get up and he'll say, you know, we condemn this, we do this, we do that. And I said, watch him. But by Monday or Tuesday, he'll say, now, Israel, you need to back down. You need to not retaliate. Well, it ended up, he said it yesterday. He put it out in a tweet and they immediately removed it. But he said to Israel, don't retaliate. What if they came into Texas and started murdering our men, women, and children? What if they came in and grabbed your daughter, your wife, and took, took them somewhere and was brutally raping them? And our president says, don't retaliate. Good luck. We need to understand this is Bible prophecy and God is drawing the line. I love what, he, what, what Moses says. All those on Zipporah's side stand there. All those on God's side stand over here with me. I want to be on God's side on this. And we need to say now, we need to say at the polling places, we need to say at the presidential election, we will not allow anyone to be our political representative that does not stand with the Israel having a right to exist. And let me say this again, because you're going to hear it. You know, right now, right now, the politically correct thing is to say we can condemn this. But watch what happens in a few days. It's already snuck out and they pulled it back in. But watch what happens in a few days around the world. They'll start asking, telling Israel to stand down. Don't retaliate. Israel has every right. Israel has every right and Israel has an obligation to its people to stand up and annihilate Hamas once and for all because if we don't it will happen again and again and again and again and again every time in 70 israel's been there 75 years since 1948 every war that they've had to go to go through was because they were attacked everyone you have the 48 war, you have the 67 war, the six day war, you have the uh, Yom Kippur war in uh, 73, you have all the intifadas where uh, uh, 
Israelis would just be standing at a bus stop and, and come up and be stabbed. When we were in Jerusalem, we were, were, they gave us a tour of the, with the police there, and we met these beautiful young girls that were police officers in Jerusalem, and they had on all the armor, but they had these big things around their neck. And I remember Tiz asking this one young girl, probably 19 years old, why do you have that around their neck? He said, because they'll walk up behind us and slit our throat. It's not about peace. A few years ago, and I'll close with this. A few years ago, we, I had a group over in Israel, and we were standing at the Jaffa Gate. It was myself and, and Luke and, and I think Scotty and a couple of the guys. And we were at the Jaffa Gate because that's where all the, 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 the tourist area is and all the, 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 the market is and everything. You know, it's a really neat place to be. And we're just standing there talking. And all of a sudden, this young Palestinian man walks up, probably 25, 28 years old, just walks up to the group. And, and we see him coming and we turn. He goes, we're going to slit every throat of every Jew. We're going to slit every throat of every Christian. We're going to grab your wives and your daughters and turn them into our sex slaves. Who does that? What does that have to do with land for peace? When they were grabbing that young woman and she's all bloody and putting her in there, did you hear what they were shouting? Allah Akbar. God is great. Anybody that does that kind of thing to any other human being, your God is Satan. Because only Satan would inspire someone to do that. So we need to make our stand and we need to be vocal. Tiz? just said and that they are vocal about it because you would think the world would understand this but even yesterday on the news all the other news stations all they showed all they showed was not what happened to israel but re israel retaliated yeah that's all they and showed. so all over the world this is turning into a bad thing about israel and this is why it's so important for all of us to make this stand, you might think, well, what difference can I make? Well, I'm telling you, you can make a huge, huge that's difference. Right. And that's why it's so important that you get this in your heart and you make a stand in your sphere of influence. Absolutely. And, and yeah. we need to speak up loud and clear. And, and when somebody says something, so you, know, you, know, you know what? You don't know the facts. Well, that land belonged to Arabs. Once again, 400 years prior to World War One, 400 years, it was owned by the Ottomans. Owned by the Ottomans. Ottomans aren't Arabs. So you can't say that's an Arab state. Where did Palestinian, the name Palestine come from? When Rome could not get the Jews to bow down to the Roman Empire and their gods, he said, no longer will this be called Israel. It'll now be called Palestine. There was no Palestinian people, didn't exist. So when we look at this, we need to know the facts. We need to know what, 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 what it's, it's, the facts are biblically, and we need to know what the facts are politically. And like I said, nobody shrunk Syria, nobody shrunk Lebanon, nobody shrunk Jordan, nobody shrunk Israel. They just keep wanting to shrink Israel. But you got to remember, when the Messiah comes, he's coming back to Israel, and he's coming back to Jerusalem. Amen.
And this is why we, we make the stand where we stand. And, and we're, we're able, last year, you and, I, you and I and our partners, we gave just for certain projects in Israel, we gave two and a half million dollars. Why? Because I will bless those who bless Israel and I will curse those who curse Israel. Amen. Anybody got any questions on this, Anna? I'll, and I'll say it, go ahead. I think it's important when people, if we're asking people to speak up, that they also understand from like the meetings that you have had and that we've been able to sit with you when we sat a couple years ago with those leaders from Mossad and they were explaining to us the restraint that Israel shows on a daily basis and the, the, the weapons that they find coming every single day through the tunnels in and out of Gaza, in and out of Egypt. And they were explaining to us, you don't understand the restraint we're constantly showing because as Israelis, we want, we just want peace. We just want to be left alone. We're maintaining the peace here. So the narrative gets turned into their bullies. And I keep seeing all day yesterday, this term being used that Gaza is an open air prison. And I think it's important for our people to understand, you no, know, Israel shows restraint every minute of every day, just trying to keep the peace. The when, when Israel goes in to strike a, a, a center for well, for example, in, in Gaza, when, uh, you know, w when we were there last time, they shot 200 missiles in. This time they've shot two, two to 3,000. Some are saying 5,000. 3,000 to 5,000 missiles. 3,000 to 5,000 rockets into an area that's the size of New Jersey. Can you imagine that? And so when they find out where they're shooting, and I've seen the videos, these, uh, these heroes will bring school children out and surround the rocket site with school children knowing that Israel knows where the rockets are coming from but will not shoot them in because of those children. When we were there last year and they shot 200 rockets in there, we, they, they, uh, they got the guys who were the heads of that and guess where they were hiding and sending out the thing? One in the middle of a hospital and the other in the middle of a school. So these guys hide amongst children knowing that Israel will restrain themselves from, from collateral damage and killing these, these children. Israel will know of a, of a place where the terrorists have their communication. They will send flyers in and phone calls saying, at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, we're bombing this building. So everybody needs to get out. Who does that? And the reason they do that is because CNN, the communistic news network, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, they, they never show what's happening to the Jews. They only show what's happening when the Jews retaliate. But every war that Israel has had to fight, they were first attacked. And God would always give them miraculous victory. Why? Because that is the land of Israel. Now, they don't mind. They don't mind. The, the Palestinian people there, they get medical. They get, when we help build the hospital in Haifa, they get medical. They get, they get dental. They get sewerage. They get trash collection. They get all this stuff given to them by the nation of Israel. They, will, they can't say publicly, but I have been told, we don't want 
Hamas ruling us. We don't want Hezbollah ruling us. We don't want ISIS ruling us because when these people come in power, they want to bring about what's called Sharia law, which means if you women don't cover yourself or if you women dare to date someone that they don't approve of, they have the right to come in and stone you. This is, this is, this is, I'm, maybe too much information I'm giving you right now, but this is this is serious. This could this could launch us into. I don't believe it will. I pray that it won't. But it could launch us into World War III if the rest of the world doesn't stand up and say, you know what, Israel has the very right to protect themselves and destroy this enemy. Right? Question? Yes, ma'am. Say it real loud. Now repeat it. Yes, absolutely. They can go to uh, New Beginnings or newbeginnings.org and, and see this and uh, view the view the whole thing. Yeah. But that very thing that you're talking about, that's what people are doing. Why aren't they mentioning the 600? men, women, and children that were dragged out of their home and butchered? Why aren't they mentioning the women and children that are being raped in these, as Anna said, in these tunnels? And by the way, when we think of a tunnel, we think of a tunnel. These tunnels that they're storing ammunition and they're smuggling the weapons into, which by the way, the weapons that America left in um, Afghanistan are now in the hands of Hezbollah and Hamas. And these tunnels are big enough to drive a tank through. We're not talking about little crawling. We're talking about major, major structures that uh, um, that uh, uh, the media just doesn't put out there. You know, they're not they're not showing what we showed with that poor woman. Can you imagine? God help her. What they've done to her. I don't know if you noticed the blood all over her in various places. Why aren't they showing that instead? Israel retaliates and they say, they say there were families in there. And, you know, maybe there were. We pray to God they don't. I love what the uh, ambassador of the UN uh, from Israel said. Every time uh, a civilian is killed, it, it is a tragedy to us. And believe me, that's the way Israelis feel. It's a tragedy. But at what point do you not retaliate and say, if we don't stop them, they're going to do it again and again and again it was just well, how long ago were we over there and there was 200 missiles in may we were there in may and and this is what israelis live with every day of their lives every day of their lives what kind of people we 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 find out now and i hope it's not our friends we find out now that americans are held captive in gaza from gaza we have friends 
that we have met that just love the, 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 the people over there and their school teachers, Americans, their school teachers in Gaza. But they've told us, you know, in America, you may see uh, in classrooms football stars or movie stars. In Gaza, in their classrooms, they have um, uh, pictures of children who strapped bombs to themselves and walked into a synagogue or walked into a school or walked onto a bus and blew themselves up and the parents throw parties and give out candy because their child gave their lives to kill a Jew why isn't why isn't the media showing those things who does that who celebrates Golda Meir said the only way we're going to have peace in Israel is when they start loving their children more than they hate our children. They have, they have on, on some of the um, Arab stations, and I've seen this, and we could, we could show it to you. You can Google it. They have children, kindergarten children, dress up like terrorists, and then they have other children dress up like Jews and their children kill the Jewish children, and the whole audience stands up and applauds. They have like our equivalent to our Barney, uh, is it Barney the purple dinosaur or something? They have him, and they're teaching the children songs of killing Jewish children. This, on television. We need to call for the world to say, I don't care if it's a Palestinian, I don't care if it's an Arab, I don't care if it's a Muslim, I don't care if it's from Africa, I don't care if it's from uh, Central China. We, we cannot have people promoting hate. We need to love one another, we need to stand firm with another, and we need to say enough is enough. Amen? All right, I've, uh, I'm sorry for being so heavy today, but guys, our country is on the brink, and we need to pray for our nation. Stand with me all over the building. I'm, what I'm going to do is, I, as we dismiss, uh, I'm going to stay here, and anybody wants to join me in prayer afterwards, come down, or if you want to ask a question or, or something, come down, and we'll, we'll talk about it. I've gone my full length, and I, you know, I was going to teach on the victory we have over our children and what God says on the future of our children, the good news, and, and th that's going to be next week, God willing. Uh, but I, I, was it okay to bring this to you and talk about it and, and discuss it? Because, you know, I don't, I don't understand hate. I don't understand hate. L let me ask you something. Is it wrong that we hate people because of their color? Is it, it that, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that this person is a different color than me. And so we ought to be, hate each other only the devil does that we ought not hate each other because of a difference in religion we ought not hate each other we need to love one another but we need to stand up for what is right and say listen if if somebody was doing this to people in africa or people in canada or people in Europe or people, we would stand up as people and say, you cannot do that. And we need to be vocal on that. You cannot do that. But the other side of it is, you know what? If a bully hits you, you need to hit him back. 
Otherwise, that bully will keep hitting you. Amen? And, and unfortunately, this is where the nation of Israel are. And I know, I've, I know so many people, from government to religious, from the prime minister's office to the head rabbi, chief rabbi of Israel, and they just want to love everybody. They just want to live in peace. That nobody, nobody wants this except for a few. Well, those few, we need to let every person in authority know those, pe- those few need to be stopped. And if you don't stop them, we'll vote for somebody who will because we need to live in peace. We need to live in peace. Amen. Take your neighbor's hand in unity and and cross the aisles. Cross the aisles. You know, every time I go to Israel, I have a friend of mine there that has a certain shop. And, uh, He's a, he's, a, he's a Muslim, he's a Palestinian. And every time I'm there, he says, Pastor Larry, come, come to dinner. Let's have coffee. Or he'll come to the hotel and have coffee with me. And we love each other. Because it's the same God. The same God that is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the same God of Ishmael. And, you know the positive thing about this? The Bible says that there's gonna come a time when Ishmael and Isaac will meet again at Abraham's tomb. And there'll be peace. Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. On Jews, on Christians, on Muslims, the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. Lift your neighbor's hands up. Father, we come before your throne right now. And we're thankful that it's a throne of mercy and grace, but it's also a throne of justice. And Father, we bind this spirit that brings death and division and destruction. And we release the power of the Prince of Peace on all of Israel and Jerusalem and the world. Father, we must stop hating one another and we must love one another. Father, I ask you to give divine wisdom to Prime Minister Netanyahu, divine wisdom to leaders in government around the world, religious leaders, Christian, Jew, Muslims around the world that says enough is enough. We must have peace. Father, we ask you to do something supernatural as we stand for the kingdom of God, for the nation of Israel, and the name that is above all names. And it's no coincidence that he is called the Prince of Peace. And Father, we ask you to seal this on the world. Give Israel strength. We pray for those women and children and men that have been taken into captivity Father, send the angels of God into those tunnels and surround them with your protection. Please, Father, protect them, especially the women and the children. Please, Father, protect them. We bind any demonic force that would come on anyone to harm those women and children and those men. We bind that spirit. We ask you to allow them to come to their senses and realize 
No God would ask them to do these things. And Father, for answering beyond anything we can think or imagine, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people who want peace, shout amen. amen. You know, there used to be, when I was growing up, there used to be a sign, peace. For the next month, everywhere you go, just do this. Knowing that we're standing for peace. May God bring us that peace. If you want to stay after just for a few minutes and talk and pray together, uh, we invite you to stay. Thank you for being with us. We love you. Next week, our children win the battle. Amen. God love you. Bless you.